Richard II, England, 1398. The king was Richard II, and his court was full of proud and rich nobles, all jostling one another for power. Two of these were Thomas Mowbray, the Duke of Norfolk, and Henry Bolingbroke, the Earl of Hereford. Bolingbroke had openly accused Mowbray of treachery against the king, and Mowbray had returned the same charge against Bolingbroke. The king himself intervened to stop the quarrel. High-stomached are they both, and full of ire, Richard said sadly, as the two lords were brought before him. So full of hatred for each other were the two men, that before long Bolingbroke had thrown his glove to the ground, a direct challenge to Mowbray to fight out the matter in a tournament. Mowbray was not slow to respond, and threw his own glove down. They each picked up the other's glove, thereby accepting the challenge. "'Wrath, kindled gentlemen, be ruled by me!' shouted King Richard. "'Let's purge this collar without letting blood!' But for the lords it was now a question of their honour, and they refused to back down. So Richard unwillingly agreed to their demands. "'At Coventry,' There shall your swords and lances arbitrate the swelling difference of your settled hate. The day of the tournament arrived. The lords of Hereford and Norfolk were armed and ready, and waited only for the king's arrival. But King Richard had no intention that such noble blood should be shed, and he stopped the tournament before it could start. He then punished the two of them for breaking the country's peace with their quarrel, Bolingbroke was banished from England for ten years, but Mowbray's sentence was even harsher. He was told to leave England's shores never to return. With a heavy heart, Mowbray left the tournament field to seek a home in another country. The language I have learnt these forty years, my native English, now I must forego. All the world's my way he said with sadness. Bolingbroke was a close relation of King Richard's. Bolingbroke's father, John of Gaunt, was Richard's uncle. Therefore, in consideration of Gaunt's great age, Richard reduced Bolingbroke's sentence to six years. Gaunt, however, was not impressed. He thought Richard's sentence was still too harsh. Before the time is up, he said, my inch of taper will be burnt and done and blindfold death not let me see, my son. Richard II was a king who enjoyed all the things that go with being a king, fine clothes, jewels, money, and the flattery of courtiers like his friends Bushy, Baggett, and Green. Wherever he went, they would follow. Bushy had watched with Richard as Bolingbroke had left London for exile. They both noticed how the people, with sadness, thronged the streets to watch him go, and how Bolingbroke could dive into their hearts with humble and familiar courtesy. Richard was jealous of him. He couldn't be at such ease with the common people. Bolingbroke appeared to be more of a king to these people than he did. Richard was keen to fight a war 
in Ireland, but he knew that he would have to tax his people heavily to pay for it. He needed the money from somewhere. So when news was brought to him that John of Gaunt was dying, his first thought was getting hold of the old man's wealth. "'Pray God we may make haste and come too late,' said Richard scornfully. Gaunt was one of the seven sons of the great King Edward III, and a wise man. He could foresee that the kingdom was heading towards trouble while King Richard listened to flatterers and thought more of himself than his people. This royal throne of kings, this sceptred isle, this earth of majesty, this seat of Mars, this other Eden, demi-paradise, this fortress built by nature for herself against infection and the hand of war, this happy breed of men.